All right, y'all, what is going on? This is your man, L. Jamal, coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. Of course, this is the place where you can say what you want as long as you got them facts. Uh, week four of the NFL season is underway, so we're going to talk about Thursday night, some Thursday night football action. Of course, we had an NFC matchup between the Eagles and the Packers. I do have a little bit of news to go over in terms of the NFL as well. And then on top of that, I'll be breaking down what uh, I'll be doing for the rest of the week and also my upcoming project so let's get into this of course with the thursday night football uh the eagles were able to come back actually it wasn't necessarily a comeback uh but it was a much uh much needed win for them uh they were able to get it against the packers of course with a game winning game winning interception in the end zone 34 to 27 is the final score here like i said this was a must win for the packers they are now 500 on the season at two and two they're gonna move up in the nfc east of course and the packers they are now three and one let's break the stats uh down in this one of course on offense the eagles were led by quarterback carson wentz who went 16 to 27 for 160 yards also three touchdowns running back jordan howell had 87 rushing yards and also two touchdowns and running back miles sanders was also at 72 yards on the ground as well zach ertz would pretty much lead all uh philadelphia receivers with seven catches and 65 yards and also rob receiver alshon jeffrey in tight end dallas goddard would have two receiving touchdowns on defense the, the eagles were led by rodney mcleod the safety who had nine total tackles they also got some help from nigel bradham who had i believe it was five total tackles and a sack and of course they had the game winning interception as well uh picking off uh sorry aaron Rodgers in the end zone uh next up of course for the packers on offense they were led through the air by Aaron Rodgers, who went 34-53 for 422 yards and two touchdowns. And, of course, he gave up that game-winning interception. Uh, 46 yards on the ground. He also provided that. Aaron Jones led all rushers with 21 yards and also a touchdown. Wide receiver Devontae Adams led all receivers uh, with 10 catches and 180 yards. Tight end Jimmy Graham would also go on to have six catches, 61 yards, and a touchdown. And wide receiver Geronimo Allison had a touchdown catch as well well on defense the Packers were led by linebacker Blake Martinez who had fifth of uh, 15 total tackles and also uh, Adrian Amos their safety he would go on to have seven total tackles a couple takeaways from this game is uh, the Eagles made important plays throughout the game uh, not only were they able to put a lot of pressure on Aaron Rodgers uh, Nick Barnett one of their standout defensive uh, defensive linemen was able to get a couple hat a couple sacks he also was able to hit Aaron Rodgers a couple good times he also also forced a fumble as well and we're not even talking about the game winning interception in the end zone so again a great job from the philadelphia defense uh really uh of course i mean they gave up a few points uh, but of course you're playing against you know green bay and aaron Rodgers. that's gonna happen uh the fact that they were able to make the key play to end the game defensively and make key he plays defensively throughout the game uh that's what that that is why i'm giving him praise defensively of course uh you know there's no way you can completely stop aaron Rodgers, especially when he's you know when he's at his best but again they pressured him a lot uh again they picked him off and they also made him turn they also made him fumble the ball too so they made him turn the ball over that's how you get the packers to lose a uh, really good job by the eagles another takeaway here is two players uh one being from the um the eagles his name is avante maddox uh, a member from their secondary and also jamal williams a green bay running back took massive headshots uh, i don't think they were necessarily i don't think either one was uh, considered a targeting play uh, but they were 
very uh, vicious shots uh, and they needed to both be carted off the field. So this was a hard fought game. This was a very physical game, uh, but those two look to be all right. Their extremities are moving. Of course, they will need some time out, but uh, Avante Maddox of the Eagles and Jamal Williams of the Green Bay Packers will be all right. Uh, so we're going to wrap this game up, of course. Uh, just a final thought on this game. Uh, again, Philly, I think uh, they're going to, I mean, well, now's the time to ever, now is a good as time as now is a good as good of time as ever to get their ship right uh again they're gonna be going into the thick of the nfc east pretty soon uh which you know outside of outside of the dallas game i mean it's pretty easy it's pretty navigable in my opinion uh but again they do have to worry about dallas they're gonna be on the schedule pretty soon as for green bay uh this is their first loss of the year they did not look incompetent again i just think that uh you know, for what it's worth, the Eagles really made great plays. They had really great defensive play calling uh, last night. So I think it was just a, a matter of the, uh, in my opinion, the Packers winning the game. I mean, sorry, the Eagles winning the game as opposed to the Packers losing it. Again, uh, it was great timing uh, by the uh, by the Eagles' safety who got the interception, or I believe it was a defensive back who got the, uh, the interception. And you know what? There's not too much you can say about that. Uh, definitely, Aaron had been putting them in the, the Packers in the position to win the win the game and at least stay competitive the entire way through um but one thing i will say though is uh i still have and it's been the case for years in green bay i still have not seen a running back come through and emerge as a feature point of the offense uh not to take anything away from Devonte parker or anything away from what aaron Rodgers has accomplished uh just in an individual uh statistic in his individual statistics but again i have not seen a really uh capable running back come out of Green Bay since Amon Green or maybe even Dorsey Levins. I could be I could be missing one. Uh, you can maybe count Ryan Grant, uh, who played there for a few years in the early 2000s, up, maybe maybe up until 2010 or something like that. Uh, but I, I I don't see a consistent thousand yard rusher coming out of Green Bay, and I think it's I think in games like this, I mean because uh, again you know uh, the Eagles were able to get over 100 yards, I believe almost 200 yards rushing on the ground. They also got a couple touchdowns they could provide that they provided there as well and then if you think about what they were able to do uh what Carson Wentz was able to do passing the ball he was able to get the ball to Alshon Jeffrey he was able to get the, the ball to the second string tight end uh Dallas Goddard for tight end, for touchdowns excuse me so again um you see a lot of passing from Green Bay 53 passes but you don't really see a whole lot of rushing attempt here only 21 yards from uh, Aaron Jones one touchdown again the touchdowns don't bother me but again it's the change of pace it's not being able to move the ball they don't they probably don't average uh, i don't have the averages right here in front of me but i'm i'm pretty sure they average less uh well probably up to three yards of running play and that's not really that good to be consistent and again think about it the eagles were able to score on the ground and also through the air for the packers they were only able to score their touchdowns uh pretty much uh through the through the air they had one touchdown on the ground but again not enough to offset what philly was able to do they got three touchdowns through the air two on the ground um and again when you add a when you add another play on defense like an interception or a key strip fumble 
those are the things that add up when I when you and those are the things that add up in my opinion when you don't have a a balanced offense. So I think for Green Bay, they're definitely going to need to find some type of uh, running game, uh, whether it's by committee or uh, having a featured back. But uh, I think one of their Achilles' heels, next to you know one year being their defense or something like that, or not having good enough wide receivers, they consistently have not had a great running game at Green Bay. But let's move on. I got some key matchups to talk about. Some a couple more key matchups to talk about for Week Four. Uh, we have the Vikings uh, taking off against the Bears in a NFC North divisional matchup. Of course, both teams are two and one. This is a pivotal, pivotal game for both teams. I don't know what to expect from the Lions right now, but according to the stats and according to the standings, they are currently uh, with zero losses because they have zero losses at this moment. They are currently the number one team in the division, so it puts a, it puts the NFC North in a, in a place in a really weird place where. The Vikings and the Bears are at the bottom uh, just because just because by virtue of, of uh the Lions not having a loss just yet, it, it kind of messes things up. But I think things kind of. Uh, start to take shape next week or well starting with this week i think the viking uh, sorry the, the the lions take a loss this 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 week and then you see the bears and the vikings and the and the even the packers at some point within the next couple of weeks kind of solidify themselves this has been a good this has been a good start for the lions and again i don't know what we're gonna get from them this week i just don't see them uh winning this i just don't see them pulling off that win against kansas city of course you can't you can't I, you know again i don't they're not beating kansas city so let's just let's just t- uh, take that uh, they're gonna take that loss and I think it puts the Vikings and the Bears in a, in a position where they could be uh, on top of the division by the end of this week so very important game for both teams either one of these teams could be at the top of the division or at least tied uh, with Green Bay at, at the end of this week uh, so let's move on to my final key game here uh, we have the Bills and the Patriots uh, they are both 3-0 and teams that's really the most important thing right now they are both tied for the divisional lead a lot has been said about Tom Brady not having any type of competition or yeah any real type of competition in that division in that AFC East division and uh you know he just kind of just runs the table and goes to the playoffs every year I think by you know the stats for the Bills this year say that they are a better team of course they haven't played anybody of real caliber yet this is the this is the great test to see as far as this one goes, I had the Patriots eking this one out by at least two touchdowns. I, I think they're just, you know, still above and beyond, especially with the improvements they made on defense this year. I just think they're above and beyond a little bit, everybody else, just for at least another year. Um, I think the Buffalo Bills, uh, they make it close, especially in the beginning. I just think the Patriots just call, just have the right play calling, especially when the game is on the line to, to get a win. And as far as the, uh, the Vikings and the Bears go, uh, that game is a little bit up in the air for me. Uh, but I just trust the Vikings quarterback uh, just a little bit more. Uh, just a little bit more. I like First Cousins, aka Kirk Cousins. I just, you know, of course, Week One he didn't throw a whole lot of passes. Uh, but again, they definitely have a running game that they can rely upon. That's a lot. That's really more dynamic than what Chicago's going to give you. Chicago's going to give you a lot of looks and try to get the ball out quickly and try to distribute the ball. Uh, but they don't really have a really solid running game, in my opinion. So. I'll give the, the Vikings the wrinkle there. And again, with the Bills and the Patriots, I, I, I like the Patriots here. Just just the coaching and the play calling near the end of the game will be enough to get the Patriots over by at least a, 
I would say two touchdowns. I think the Bear, the Bills have a little bit, a uh, little bit of a while to go before they're they're challenging. Uh, but one piece of news that I wanted to let you guys know about NFL wise before I let you guys go, of course, uh, the big news, the only news that I really could, could come across uh, that was really noteworthy was that they finally decided on who's going to be performing at the halftime. Of course, this year it it throws me for a loop. Uh, we're gonna have Shakira and J Lo, big whoop de doo. Again, I'm I think I'm the only person that watches the Super Bowl for the actual football. I don't care about the commercials. Uh, some of them are funny, but again, they're just commercials. Commercials have always annoyed me because they always come on at the most important time of a show or a game, and they're just to me they're just boring to have to sit through. So I, I again, they try to make him super great and 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 all that and out off you know off the wall for the Super Bowl. And again, there's some that really hit, but again, the whole point is to get you to buy things and to get you to consume. So I don't really engage in the commercial parts of it. And of course, with the Super Bowl again, it's another you know another. Uh, they just getting the the most popular mainstream artists, I guess. And don't get me wrong, I am a fan of Shakira. Uh, she will be performing along with J Lo at this uh, this halftime event. And don't get me wrong, I'm a, I'm a fan of Shakira uh, separately in her own work. But again, I just like what relevance does this have to football? Um, damn, it's like we watched two halves of men just hitting each other upside the head. Now we're gonna watch two girls talking about dancing and booty shaking at the club. I, I need Kiss to show up one time. I need corn i need wu-tang clan to show up one time um i don't know bring the two beastie boys back bring uh you know bring run dmc and aerosmith together for one last rendition of walk this way give me something that i can rock to in a little football i i'm not into pop music before again i mean again if it was the world cup or the mls tournament maybe even basketball Fine, you can have your little pop stars, but damn, this is football, man. Like, I'm not whoop-de-doo. Like, J-Lo is performing, and we're going to have this, 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 you know. And, of course, you know, the media, they they take a spin on it. They, they want to make everything political. Like, everything's becoming a, somewhat of a social change or whatever. Again, no, it's just two artists, two Latin pop artists at the Super Bowl. Big, great, big whoop. I will not be watching it. I'll be waiting for the second half to come on because again, I watched the Super Bowl for the actual football. Again, there you go. I'm crazy. I'm an actual football fan. You know, I'm not a TV or a commercial fan or none of that. So there you go. Uh, but that is the biggest news so far um, and going on in the NFL. And, uh, yeah so i'm gonna wrap it up for today like i said i'll be breaking down some of my future projects uh i am working on part six of my golden state issue i'm sorry guys i've been telling you i should have been having this out a long time ago i'm not gonna lie to you uh the, the just the fact checking and just you know going through a whole lot of different sources because i don't like to just rely on the internet i like to rely on books so that re requires some travel that requires me going to certain places uh bookstores or you know you know libraries so it takes a second on that end i intend to have that for you guys uh next week again that is my golden state issue part six that is my history detailing the history of immigration in california uh starting all the way from the native americans uh well, not well the original people who were the native americans and the original i guess the first uh settlers or immigrants you want to call them the spanish so i go all the way back there um part six my new recent part um i well am 
my last part, my part five, I believe I got up to um, the 1870s and the railroads uh, and Chinese immigration. Uh, now I'll be going more into, you know, I briefly mentioned some uh, Angel Island as well. I might go into a little bit more of that um, part six. I'll also be going uh, more into uh, the rise of Latino immigration or Latinx immigration in the early 1900s and so forth and just how we got to today. That's the whole purpose of the of the um, of the series was to kind of pinpoint the history in which all this started and how we got to immigration um, being, you know, being such a hot button topic right now. And my personal thesis behind it was that at this point, uh, immigration is such a big issue because, well, uh, white populations are slowly dwindling down and immigrant and brown populations not necessarily immigrant populations but brown populations are rising i think that's the biggest issue as opposed to anything law related or socially related or politically related to immigration that was my thesis that's what i'm trying to prove uh through the course of my series so part six of that will be out uh sometime next week uh for the rest of the for the rest of this week tomorrow i will be having a word on the street segment plus some college football action again there's a lot of stuff going on in washington uh there's been some accusations amongst trump well at least amongst the democrats that trump uh actually had somebody put will try to have a foreign uh politician put some type of surveillance or investigation on joe biden and his son i'll have to track that down also uh there's been a formal impeachment inquiry i've mentioned that as well so we have to get to the bottom of that i have to get to the bottom of that so i will be having that ready for you guys tomorrow uh either tomorrow morning or tomorrow night um and then uh like i said that'll be actually i have to be tomorrow night because I, I was gonna uh, put that along with my college football uh excerpts as well so we're going over the college football world saturday night as well as some politics and then sunday of course i'll be giving you guys to wrap up on the nfl and NFL week four will be in the in the books at that point we also will be going over some baseball uh the season should be wrapped up this weekend that season should be wrapped up this weekend as well so baseball uh baseball and nfl sunday uh saturday tomorrow night i'll be having some uh oh and again i can't forget about this one so yes we're gonna be having a pretty busy weekend uh i'll be covering uh the uh well i believe it's a well yes the welterweight championship uh between um oh not Keith Thurman, excuse me, Sean Porter and Errol Spence. So a great middle, a great, sorry, great welterweight match will be coming on tomorrow night. I will be going over that as well. So my boxing fans, you'll be covered. Baseball fans, you're covered. My football, college football, and NFL fans, you'll be covered. And for my history folks, my bookworms out there, believe me, I got you. I'm on my way. And uh, outside of that as well, I am working on the, uh, uh, my list for the top 10 worst conservative slash Republican ran states. I also have a part two on cities that I want to get to as well. So my book, my stat heads, my knowledge people, my history people, my political all people that like to talk about that. I got you guys covered in due time. My sports heads, you got me all this weekend. All right, y'all. This is your man, El Jamal. I'm getting ready to sign out. Uh, if you are looking to get in touch with me, you can hit me up on my email at ljbutler75 at gmail.com. That is ELJ75. Oh, sorry. ljbutler75 at gmail.com. ELJbutler75 at gmail.com. ELJbutler75 
75 at gmail.com. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook. You can look me up there at L Jamal Ajani. Once again, that is L Jamal Ajani, E L J A M A H A D J A N I. Once again, that is E L J A M A H A D J A N I. Again, I also have a Facebook page for the show at Never Out of Bounds. Look for me there. I do have links to a PayPal and to my Cash App if you are looking to make any donations. Anything is appreciated. Once again, this is your man, El Jamal. If anybody hasn't told you yet, I love you. Peace out. One love. And I will holla at y'all later.